This week on Hot Girl Torah, we're entering our sophomore year. We'll chat about the new year and new beginnings, what the second season means to us, and how repetition and persistence show up in a Jewish life. While we do not talk about it explicitly in this episode of Hawk Girl Torah, it would be amiss if we did not mention the Israel-Hamas war during any part of this episode or season two. We're constantly praying for and sending love to our friends and family affected by this horrendous ongoing war. The world can be a scary place right now, and we encourage you to take what you need when you need it. Hawk Girl Torah is here for you every step of the way. Season two, baby. Who would have thought it is good to be back? It feels great to be back. I can't wait to hear how everyone thinks of the new app. Yes, me too. It's it's thrilling, truly, to be able to have everyone join us for another episode of Hot Girl Torah and another season of Hot Girl Torah. Welcome to season two. Welcome to season two. We have so much to share and release with you guys along with season two um ek would you like the honor i would be so so honored to introduce our new website and merch store so now you can all be hot girl torah brand ambassadors and I know some people listening already have been with stickers. If you've been, you know, hanging out with me in the past week, you've <laughs> gotten a sticker, which is wild that we like have branded items. But now you can go get whatever you want and whatever your heart desires, Hawkgirl Torah wise. And we can't wait to see what you get. Take photos and post it and tag us. And we will repost anything and everything of you guys repping the brand. So. Shout out to the new brand ambassadors. HotGirlTorah.com is where you'll find limited stuff at the moment, but, you know, information about EK and me and easy links to the pod, an application to be a guest on the pod, suggestions for episode recommendations, and more. So check it out. Check out the merch store. And we're so excited to be introducing season two along with lots more advancements to the Hot Girl Tour brand. Yeah, this is like a big deal. We've been talking about this between us, of course, for so long. Um, But it's just it's so exciting to release it. Um, can't wait to get my hands on some of those stickers. Yeah. What a way to like bring in the new season. Oh, yeah. And the new year. Happy 2024 to everyone as well. Um, I don't even think we haven't. So our last episode we recorded in spring, spring 2023, which <laughs> was a different time. Um, how have you been since then? I've been well. I ended my junior year of college. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I had a great summer living in my college town, in my college house, um, which I feel like, you know, you have to do. Yeah. Um, What did you do all summer? I worked all summer, so like maintained um, my internship. And 
honestly worked on this house um, a little bit. Saw my friends who live in the area. I also went to Israel this summer and had a great time there, of course. This past fall, first semester, senior year, super fun. I love it. Um, it's good to be back, just now back for second semester. Um, and started classes last week. So kind of a lot, but not really a lot. Um, in terms of changes yeah um in a good way though all, all's well uh how about you I can't believe you are finally a senior it both feels like you should have been graduated like 10 years ago but also like oh you're graduating <laughs> I agree long time coming but also uh quickly yeah 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 yeah. for real what is you're gonna have a degree in Judaic studies do you have any minors um, I think I'm picking up a religion minor by accident. I mean, uh, fair. Yeah, just having taken all the classes that you need for it, I'm 99% sure I'm picking it up. So yeah, Jewish studies major, religion studies minor. What's been your favorite both Jewish class and then non-Jewish related class? Ooh, great question. My favorite non-Jewish related class has either been um, a class called Religion and Pop Culture. Definitely my like all-time favorite class I've taken in college so far, I think, at this moment. Um, and it was really interesting. And then my favorite, maybe could also be my favorite non-Jewish class, is a class I took last semester called New Religious Movements, about mm-hmm. like religious movements that have emerged in the past 100, 150 years versus like the major religions in the world that emerged thousands of years ago mm-hmm. uh, so that was really interesting my favorite jewish class i would say either my um senior seminar that i took last semester it's it, it was great it's like eight person class all we do is read books and talk and then write research papers um and it was about secularism and Judaism, but also like just religion in general, or a class called American Jewish Life and Culture, because it, it just was about, I think, our lives a little bit. It's yeah. such a relatable and easy topic to understand. And because it was easy to understand, it was like easier and more fun to like grapple with and ask hard questions mm-hmm. about. So like, easy material, great discussion. Okay, so tell me about like your life since we last recorded. Have you been living the hot girl lifestyle? What's going on? Do you even have to ask? Is the sky blue? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had a really good summer. I spent a lot of time in the summer, like, I think for lack of better terms, getting my shit together. Um, Like, I think I was and I think this is like connected to like the HGT pause is we both sort of like we're just needing to get ourselves together. Um, so I spent a lot of time in the summer getting myself together. I made some incredible new friends over the summer, um, which have like really enriched my life recently. So I'm very thankful for them. Um, I've taken a lot of time to like dedicate to my work like my like my actual job um and like 
you know, enhancing my skills and like really diving into, you know, doing things to a next level, which I'm like really proud of myself for. Um, I don't even like what did I even do in the fall? Oh, I like literally went to Europe for two weeks with my best friend, Lauren. Um, that was awesome. That was like a great like reset. And I'm just so I'm like looking I have such a positive mindset about 2024. And I feel like I've been off to such a great start. And like the fact that we're getting this back, like up and running is like, so I'm just living out my dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love it. We're over here making shit happen. For real. It sounds like a good time. I am so jealous about your two week trip. Um, Of course, it looked awesome. And I forgot to mention, we both did. We saw each other this summer, I think, in the beginning. In Nebraska. Oh, Yes, in Nebraska in August, and I think in D.C. in June. Yeah, so Emily and her friends came to D.C. in June and met up with me and my friends very late night at a bar, Um, and a great time was had by all, and that's all that needs to be said about that. (laughs) Totally. We had a good time, and we had a great time, of course, in Nebraska. Oh, yes. Um, Because who wouldn't want to go to Nebraska? New state unlocked. New state unlocked. It was the best trip. Um, And I'm going to see you in three, two weeks at BBYO International Convention, which I'm actually really pumped up for. So me too. We're going to be doing another recording with the awesome teens from BBYO Table Talk. So stay in tune for that. I'm so excited to chat with them again. Last year's episode was awesome. I'm so excited about um, recording another episode at I see we had so much fun with the last one yeah Um, and if you were there um, or of course listened or saw our live stream on our Instagram definitely keep your eyes and ears open for our announcement of when that will be if you want to join the live stream for when we're recording yes um we also just did um i was invited to the like dc area bbyo convention yesterday wow that was yesterday and we did i like worked with like these two awesome teens and we did a shabbat morning service um hot girl torah themed and then i did a little like elective opportunity for some teens to come and talk judaism and torah with me and it was like awesome it was so much fun so just big thanks to all of the people who are involved in both of those things and and a big future thanks to all the people who will be involved in future episodes moving forward um eyes emoji eyes emoji (laughs) absolutely i i was so happy to hear about that wish i was there yeah love how successful it was um and can't wait to replicate it Many, many times in the future, hopefully. Oh, yes. Yes. Wink, wink. If you want us to come to your events. Yeah. Wink, wink. HotGirlTorah.com. <laughs> wink, wink. Go check it out. Um, We talked in the beginning about our second season. It's our sophomore year. Common theme here, the number two, of course. And so for us this week to chat about, I did some research on the number two in Judaism. I'll start with the word in Hebrew for two. Um, Shtaim has the root word of tooth, which is shen. And you can hear the sound of two in tooth, even in English. 
So I thought this was fun. And it's like a cool, like the two things complement each other um, type thing. That is fun. Um, I thought that was fun. And it's like a nice introduction to duality, um, which is really what the number two is about in Judaism. So another example of the number two in the Torah is um, the two tablets that God gives Moses on Mount Sinai. So they're actually rarely referred to as the Ten Commandments in the Torah, but they're called the two tablets about 30 times. Um, and so this is thought to be because the quality of two that they possess is so important, the complementing one another and making it possible for then us to realize the duality in everything in our lives. Um, just like, for example, the Torah, there's the written and the oral Torah, mm -hmm. the commandments, there's positive and negative commandments. Um, God creates heaven and earth, the sun and the moon. Um, so all the things that um, were created, in fact, for man's use come in pairs when God creates them. Um, and finally, just something I thought was really cool is that the Torah starts with the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet and not the first, right? Um, and so this rabbi named Rabbi M.L. Monk, he wrote um, something called the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet. And he explains that the Hebrew letter bet with the numerical value of two symbolizes our world since everything earthly is, is embedded in plurality. Um, and then talks about all that was created for man's use comes in pairs in the Torah um, and all the other places that duality appears. But I thought that was super interesting. And there is just there is no end um, to which this duality and importance of the number two comes. That's so interesting. It actually reminds me of like when we talked about Purim, when we talked about like how the more is more. I did some research on like repetition in Judaism and this is like super mm. connected because like the more you repeat something the more holy like in Judaism it becomes. I totally hear what you're saying because two is one and one again so there's that repetition of the one in there um Something super related to this actually is that the Hebrew word for two, we already talked about it. Also, the same um, is the Hebrew word for years, so shanim. Um, and this is like some sort of interesting common feature linking the number two to the idea of years. And so I think that like that connects us to repetition is like two successive years, they are never identical. Um, so speaking of the new year and coming into our new season, mm -hmm. two years is two years, but it's actually a year and then another. And those are never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also like do have similar themes within them. And I think that it it is like sort of in its nature, it is a repetition. Like you have like your fall, your winter, your spring, your summer, and like the same sort of like loop or like wave of life happens repetitively but you're right like I think like every year you like add on the context of the additional year before 
Um, and that I think that also connects to like repetition in Judaism in general. So like in the Amidah, you say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh three times. Um, and that sort of is symbolic of like the infinite holiness that you're referring to. Um, so sort of like how you were talking about the root of the word year it's sort of symbolic of like how though it might be the same like every year becomes a little bit you know it's a little bit different and a little bit more of you know it's the more of the more I think that's with my life I was just having this conversation with my mom recently about how like as I'm getting older and I it's so hard to put into words but as I'm getting older it feels like every year feels the same but not in the way where it's like mundane like it feels like I I know what to expect Mm -hmm. um so there's like a little bit of like the beauty in the repetition I think it can become boring to like you know be on the routine but there's also like a holiness or like a saneness in like having that routine or like repetition um similarly like Sedek Sedek Tirdov also imply mm -hmm. like that repetition of Sedek twice. Um, that that phrase means like justice, justice you shall pursue. That's like the traditional translation. Um, but that repetition of Sedek Sedek can mean um, that it's encompassing of like all types of justice, or not just like justice once, but like the additional context and weight of justice twice, which is like not just justice in its plain form, um, but justice in the sense that, you know, it didn't, it's for all people or encompasses like a more deeper level of just justice, which again, you know, year over year, you're learning more about yourself and like your life and, you know, how things go. And I just turned 25, so I'm a quarter century old and I have, you know, a brand new look on life. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate saying that. A brand new look on life than I did, you know, last year, even though the year itself might look similar. I like take each year with another like added level of depth to, you know, who I am as a person and the year and the experience that I'll have, though it might be similar to the year before, especially now that I'm like done with school. That totally makes sense. Like, I have a couple of thoughts. So about um the years feeling very much the same once you're out of school I like totally get that I feel like the only thing that distinguishes year to year for me is what year I'm in school and it's been that way for the past 23 years right so like I have thought about that before how once I'm out of school like what else you know what like but also what, freshman year of work no is but like freshman year of work is a legitimate like phenomenon like I think your first year out of college is your freshman year of life like you are getting your mm. your feet wet you're sort of experiencing what it's like to, to like work a job you like mm -hmm. have to remake all your friends because you're probably moving to a new place you like have to find a new place to live you might need to find <laughs> a new room you're probably living with roommates because you're like a freshman life person <laughs> and then right. like sophomore year um, I guess I'm in like my junior year of life, which is kind of wild. And I feel like that does that make sense. But like your sophomore yeah. year of life, you sort of you're getting more in the groove. But like then you sort of have like a sophomore life crisis because you're like, what do I actually want to study or what do I actually want to do? You know, because it's been like two years of you and your job. And right. then your junior year of life, which is what I'm in now, I think I'm sort of like getting my my grind going like I am actually like settling into life. And then next year will be my senior year of life, which... Who knows what that's going to entail of me? Um, senior year of life sounds really scary. So maybe we shouldn't call it that. It's I, I mean, it's not like your like finality, but I guess 
I don't know, but the freshman, sophomore, junior analogies really make sense. So maybe we'll yeah. have to think of a different name for year four of life. No, I agree. That really makes sense. Like the analogies. I've never thought about it like that much, but good luck with your freshman year of life. Thank you so much. Thankfully, I have a second semester senior year of college to get through first. I wanted to um, have us talk about maybe what are some of the ways we have duality in our lives. And so speaking of college, one of the like big dualities in my life is weekdays and weekends. Um, I'm sure you know, like, and as does everyone who's in school right now, um, or who, you know, remembers being in school, weekdays and weekends are like the two uh, like vital ways that we measure time when we're in school, I think, especially in college, because the weekdays are for class and work and doing your homework. And the weekend is for relaxing and going out and hanging out with your friends. Um, and so that is a, a really significant duality in my life right now. In a twist of that, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm trying to have less duality in my life and more repetition, I think. Um, okay. Which again, like we've discovered, it's sort of one and the same. Um, but I feel like I have been like living my life sort of as both like the to the most extreme of like weekends versus weekdays. Like during the weekdays, I'm like very on my routine. I go to work. I go to the grocery store. I go to the gym. I come home. I have my hour of TikTok or TV time and then I go to bed. Um, and that's like very you know, it's my boop, 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 my very strict weekday routine. And then on the weekends, I sort of feel like I don't do anything productive because I'm not in that like productive routine mindset. Um, mm -hmm. But going into this year, I feel like I want to, you know, bring that extreme back to the middle and like have a little bit more of my weekends during the weekday and have a little bit more of my weekday on the weekends so that I can be like, you know, more all around happy and relaxed, but also more all around productive. Um, but I think that there's like beauty in keeping the two things and do having duality in parts of your life, but also like noticing when your duality is like too far to the extreme where like it's not sustainable for like actual, you know, being able to be a human being. I agree. Absolutely. I feel like that is... um characteristic of uh non-college life absolutely Real? like I yeah like school life is all about you know weekends and weekdays class and not class school and work and not school and work like all that stuff and I I think what we've discovered in our discussion is that you're you are striving towards like consistency um and not necessarily um like two as in one and one but two as in like two so in the torah the creation story is also told back to back like the first two chapters of genesis is the creation story told in two different ways so it's a it's a repetition basically of the creation story um and it's like super contradictory of itself like it is the same story so it is both one and one but it is also two different stories happening at the same time um mm. the first story is like the cosmos story 
um, where basically uh, God created like man after he created all of the like other animals on life. Um, and he basically is like, this man is just another animal, just like slightly better, like can speak a little bit smarter. Um, and that the, the man's purpose in life is to live and to prosper, be fruitful and multiply, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. On the Mm -hmm. other hand, the second chapter right after that chapter is told, um, that's the story of God, like breathing God's own life himself into Adam and Eve, um, which is contradictory because on one hand, in the first story, like human is just on earth to be fruitful and multiply and like support the earth, you know, being nature. And then in the second story, man is like, um, a being where like God has literally breathed his soul into human being. Um, and I think this story, like literally being the first story that like we are taught, it is the first story that we read um, in the Torah. It's not only does it like show like how contradictory and like how at the nature of Judaism is to like debate and like have multiple uh, opinions and perspectives on things, but like how, two things can happen or like something can be repeated and it can like at the same time be exactly the same and also so different depending on who is doing it who is telling it the experience of the person and like it can have meaning um like too many different meanings for one person and many different meanings for a lot of different people so just so many ways that judaism really shows like how experiences can happen in many different ways that are also on one hand very much the same but on the other hand very much different wow that was really interesting I I really didn't think at all about um that example of the two stories I I would say maybe it has something to do with um like the humility of humanity like God wanted us to know that like we are just like animals on on the one hand, we're just like animals, and on the other hand, like we perhaps possess um, access to divinity mm-hmm. um, through like being created in the image of God. It is. Wait, now that you just said that, it's exactly like the like one quote that I love. The on one hand, I am dust mm-hmm. and ashes. On the other hand, the world was created for me. It's really like there is always two perspectives, and there's always you know duality. Um, I think it's how you choose to experience both at the same time and both individually. Again, two as one-on-one or two as just two. I think in connection to like duality, repetition, having experiences more than once and them being the same, not only like a season season two of Hawk Girl Torah bringing like a new light to the Hawk Girl Torah experience and we have so much new fun stuff it is at the end of the day like it is still Hawk Girl Torah and like that brand is going to remain the same um even if you know the topics are different or like we have new and better stuff or like different stuff um I think it also brings in the idea of persistence and that like to get to two you always have to have one um and they're they're going to be different and they're all they're also going to be the same um the idea of faith in Judaism um is not a great translation of like the word that you know is in Hebrew for faith um because Jew- Jewish faith isn't like just like a static concept. You have to really um, work on it, 
persist in your relationship with Judaism, constantly debating and wrestling with your, you know, beliefs um, in Judaism. And that is like how you are Jewish. One of the questions that I asked the participants in my activity that I did um, with DC BBYO was I literally just asked them, it was like a human barometer, strongly agree, strongly disagree. And I asked them, are you Jewish? Strongly agree, strongly disagree. And I was like, okay, how did you get to this answer? Like, what does that mean? Like, how are you Jewish? And I think like the persist idea of persistence and like a continuous practice of and questioning of your beliefs and how you connect to Judaism, how you bring Judaism into your world. I think that for me, that is like, that's how I am Jewish. Cause I'm like consistently, persistently thinking of it um, and challenging my beliefs and um, challenging the values that I've been taught and um, learn and go about every day. Um, Judaism like in and of itself is the story of persistence and like recreation of a practice while missing important elements of that practice like the temple or um or things in Judaism that like change up how the religion you know is practiced and observed like I think Israel is a good example of that as well so in like our life projects how do we continue to put passion and persist on things even when it's hard um and have that like devotion or faith in practice um which in Judaism is really just staying true to like staying true but at the same time staying true to the debate of what is you know what aligns best with like your personal values I really like that about persistence and like faith being a practice I I never really thought about like why we call it a practice and like maybe it's because you have to practice it like do it a bunch of times over and over again to get really good at it and like that's why people who do things like this like we do which is like engage with our faith regularly practice asking questions and analyzing things and thinking about things from different perspectives it's how you get good at it it's just like a sport or playing an instrument or like anything else in life um you have to just keep on keeping on you have to do it and do it again and you know it'll never I feel like it's like yeah, you're practicing, but you're not practicing to get good. You're just practicing to like practice. Right. It's like the mm-hmm. the beauty of repetition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like within repetition, there's each experience will be different and you'll continue to learn about like what it is that's important to you and your values um, in like a religious practice, I think. Um, as well. I mean, even when if, if it's like with a sport, if like you're going to continue to practice a sport as you grow older like the way you experience that sport is going to be different depending on your age or you know your enhanced ability even if like the sport you're practicing stays the same I agree I think that's like a you I mean you said at the beginning of what you were saying that like in Judaism it's not necessarily to get good but I think we like what you just did was reframe what getting good means like practicing to get good means that you can continue to do what you're doing in like a way that is elevated for you necessarily, whether that be like you at a certain point begin engaging with your sport or your subject matter on like a higher academic level, or you find yourself more easily able to switch the perspective and think about it from the other side or easily recognize your gut reaction to something and then take a second and think about why you had that reaction. Um, 
you did it right there, I think, without without calling it out. I think all in all, it's with the release of season two of Hawk Girl Torah, it is same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. To, to put it into to, to Gen Z language, <laughs> same, same, but diff. No, but it is like, you just got to keep on going. And, you know, if it's continuing to enrich your life, then you're going to keep practicing and keep keep on keeping on. Awesome. Um, to wrap up today's episode, we wanted to share with you guys what our 2024 and New Year's resolutions are. Mine is definitely to get my shit together and have a strong year that is full of my passions and my projects. One of the biggest things was restarting Hawk Girl Torah and bringing it back, uh, but also just being a little bit better about being on a routine um, and figuring out, you know, when I'm going to work out, go to the store, um, clean my apartment, like on a, on a legitimate schedule. So I don't feel so overwhelmed by those tasks um, when they need to be done. um, And I have a plan for doing them. So just becoming more of a type A than I already am. Okay. I love it. That sounds like um both a great resolution for you and also a very like accessible and easily achievable one i i totally think that you can do it it's, it's realistic a smart goal. it's a smart it's, goal it is a smart goal <laughs> great great reference um my new year's resolution is to record more hot girl torah episodes um I, I believe that falls in line very well with yours yeah wow i'm so glad we're on the same page Wow, what a way to start the year. And happy Hot Girl Torah season two. Happy HotGirlTorah.com. Happy hashtag Hot Girl Torah. Happy at Hot Girl Torah on Instagram. Happy merch store. Happy Hot Girl Torah brand ambassadors. Thank you so much for kicking off season two with us today. We can't wait for what this next season has in store. I mean, can't wait to hear from you about your thoughts and your suggestions and all that jazz. And we will see you next time. Okay, pause. Can you edit out where I say that it's going to be lit? (laughs) I don't want my friends will never let me let that down.